0: Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com.
1: Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zipline through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas.
2: Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 6:30 Chad. 630 Ched and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present The Show That Is Everything Oilers Oilers Now with Bob Stauffer Brought to you by Digitex Service for all brands of print equipment in your
1: office Yeah, Digitex does that
2: D-I-G-I-T-E-X C-A On Oilers Radio 630 Ched.
0: 5 in Edmonton, hour number two, Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. Second hour of Oilers Now is brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Hugh Porter and his staff wish you and yours all the best. During these uncertain times, Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. Of course, you can reach us. Uh, we'll head off. Actually, we're not taking calls today, but we are going to head off shortly to the River Cree Resort Casino hotline. River Cree has multiple Dreamcatchers, Spawn, Stay packages available for booking now. You can reach them at 1-844-42... Uh, let's try that again. 1-844-425-2733. Or visit rivercreekresortcom backslash slay. Uh, stay, and you can... Uh Darius Slay? No, stay. Uh, and you can also uh, text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Lots of texts coming in at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Ashley Fine Floors currently renovating. Uh, they've got sales taking place at 143rd Street and 111th Avenue, or visit ashleyfinefloors.com. David Staples coming up in 29 seconds time. But not before I tell you that uh, David will be our orders Now headliner today for Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhawk, W-I-L-H-A-U-K, today. David, uh, just before we get to you, I want to read a text from former defenseman Mark. He says, Bob, great interview with Brian Lawton. Well, thank you, former defenseman Mark. Bob, I think he summed up, says former D-man Mark, Alberta's relationship with the federal government and Canada's with the U.S. The U.S. president will hit you over the head like Messier did. You see it coming and you knew it was coming. Trudeau, however, will constantly undermine you within Canada, just like the little blank who hacks you in the back of the legs when the officials aren't looking From former defenseman Mark. Uh, that was a pretty quick decision from the uh, Biden camp on the old XL uh, pipeline. I I, I I do find it interesting. There, there, there seems to be certain industries tied to certain parts of the country that certain parties seem to fight harder for. But that's just a personal observation. I'm not exactly the biggest uh, fan of uh, far-right or far-left true extremism. 99% of you listening to the show are not part of those groups. And the other 1%, I'll probably get hate texts coming in right away. David Staples never has that happen from the cult of hockey, do you, David? No, Bob, I, I love all, and I am loved by all. It's quite a wonderful
2: situation that so I you're, myself in.
0: So you're kind of like <laughs> Gene Principe, then, because everybody <laughs> loves Gene, you know that, and it's true. Uh, I'm uh, anti-Gene,
2: unfortunately, yeah. yeah. Uh, everyone does love Gene, though, and he's lovable. He's a lovable guy,
0: so... Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, these are uh, certainly interesting times. Uh, lots going on right now. Uh, let's get to it uh, from your perspective, and all I have to do... There we go. Let's uh, talk about uh, a very uh, mid-range movie from the nineteen eighties that starred Demi, Demi Moore back in the uh, day. About last night, uh, your thoughts on the game? <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember seeing that one,
2: Bob. That was a uh, that was. <sighs> One of the There's been about two two or three disheartening games this year. The two Montreal games were pretty bad because Montreal was surprisingly, for me at least, dominant. I mean, some people were expecting Montreal, like Brian Burke was expecting Montreal to be a powerhouse, and they were uh, th- those games. But this was this was in some ways the most disheartening game because uh, I expect the Oilers to be at least even with the Winnipeg Jets, but Winnipeg, I thought, really outplayed the Oilers. We tracked grade eight chances at the Cult of Hockey. We had it at 14-9. For the Jets, so even though the Oilers got that early lead, uh, basically on the off the power play, uh, they were never. Winnipeg was always strong in that game, and in the end, they just really took it to the Oilers, and Edmonton didn't look good, and some problems with the Oilers, Bob, are starting to become clear on the third and fourth lines that are really disheartening as well. It it looked like with some of the signings, they might have solved the problems that have plagued the Oilers in the past, lack of depth at third and fourth line center. But, man, I found myself wishing Riley Shane was on the team again after last night's game because uh, the Oilers are not getting it done in, in that position.
0: I don't know if you heard uh, Brian Lott in the previous segment. Like, I, And I'm not going to be a hypocrite here, okay? I wanted the Oilers to sign Tyson Berry. I still think Tyson can get We're eight games in. And I guess that's the point. We're eight games in, David. At what point, because I'm with you, we're seeing some trends, and some of the trends are a little bit disturbing. So at what point do you sit there and say, you know, enough's enough here. Like, I wouldn't pull Barry or Turris out of the lineup. I don't think you have a choice in Taurus's case. I do think you have some options on defense. I don't think you have the same options at center for Edmonton right now. Haas is not close to returning. But I wanted Edmonton to sign uh, Barry, and I certainly thought that the Turris signing could work, though I conceded he was going to have to reinvent himself a bit. Though, Let's go to those two guys in spe- in, in uh, specifics here.
2: Okay, let's start with Barry. It seems like, Bob, the the defenseman who's
0: made the most... Egregious,
2: horrible error in the last in last night's game is always getting picked on, and and everyone's the next day says we got to replace that guy. So so uh, one game ago, one game before this one, uh, before the la- after the last Winnipeg game, the first Winnipeg game, it was Adam Larson that everyone's on his case, and now it's Barry because he made a, a bad play on the goal against uh, on a big goal against. So I just think that that has a huge impression on all of us when a mistake like that is made. But overall, at evens. I've liked. I've been okay with Tyson Berry's play. Um, he's not been. He's not been a major point producer. He hasn't been maybe what we hoped on the attack, and he's a bit out of sync on the power play. But even when he was running the power play, I mean that power play was again we tracked great scoring chances, and that power play was getting as many chances this year as they got last year. They just weren't cashing in. They were getting really good shots at, on net, and uh, you know getting stoned sometimes by Carey Price and getting bad puck luck. So I did. Didn't see Barry fundamentally as being a, a terrible power play quarterback, and I think if the orders are patient with him, that's going to work out. Uh, I, I still think he's the right guy for that role. They just need to show some patience and at even strength. I don't think he's been that bad. Um, he's moved the puck well. He has a little bit of problems now and then defending in the slot because he's a smaller player, but uh, I don't have a. I think he's he's a he's a solid NHL defenseman uh, right now. Kyle Turris, on the other hand. I'm just kind of worried there, Bob. It's just endless, not just one bad goal against, but there's been a number both shorthanded and an even strength where he's the guy covering the player in the slot and the puck's going through him or he's losing the battle or he's not right on the guy and the guy's scoring. So as a veteran player, um, you know, he... That's a problem in his defense. He's been off the ice for a long time, like all these guys. Maybe it's yeah. going to take him a little while to get going. So I, I'm, I'm just holding out hope that there's more there. Because if there isn't more there, I mean, this is a, an Eric Belanger situation where they have a guy on a multi-year contract who's not performing, and that can really hurt your team. Gaetan Haas can't come back quickly enough, in my opinion. I was hoping, I was expecting Haas would be the fourth-line centre from the start of the year. And I thought there's a chance if he improves on his play, he could be the third-line centre. Now, Torres was going to get that role. But with Haas and Devin Shore, I think they might have a solution there um, in the longer term because uh, against Toronto, Devin Shore formed a fourth line with Archibald and um, Chason that was really strong. And I'd like to see that fourth line again out there. And then when Haas comes back, if Torres hasn't turned it around by then, get him in the lineup.
0: Yeah, I, I don't, I, look, I wouldn't have Tourist or Barry come out, okay? Tourist knows he's gotta play better. Uh, like, just 5v5, five, 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 a couple backdoor coverage errors were really concerning and really frustrating for Oilers fans out yeah. there. The stuff in the power play, they kinda opened the seam up on them on the one. And, uh, and, and I'm with you. I, I personally feel there's some guys that look like they hadn't played much hockey over the course of the last 10 months and maybe aren't, like, you, Look at McDavid and Dry Settle. Those guys are the 1%, man. They're driven and they're going to be ready to go. And they play lots of minutes. And there's some other guys that are being counted on here. And sometimes it takes a little bit of an adjustment uh, period, you know, for, for players to come in new to an organization. I mean, on the power play, left shot versus right shot on that power play uh, from the point. And we, I mean, Nurse goes on that power play, they score on their first legitimate opportunity on both their power plays yesterday against Winnipeg. You know, dry settled down the right wall, instead of dropping it back to McDavid, he takes he, you know takes it up the ice, drills one five hole, squeezes it through. Not a great goal by the way on Halibuck. And then Nugent Hopkins with a rip job after, you know, they opened up a seam because they got the left shot on D as well, because Nurse ended up playing a part in that. So I, I'm with you. I think the power play is gonna take some time. I, I I think it's way too early to pull guys out that, the bottom six though, like Dave, those numbers are, they're frightening, aren't they?
2: it's so discouraging and you know the thing with Turris is yes a comes off his line and i thought play had been kind of up and down on his line and but he goes and he's looked a lot better since he was moved with mcdavid so it's it's a problem i think james neal uh it has looked good they archibald's looked okay so they have some wingers i think they have enough players on the wing so it's just up to these four players who they've have at center Kara and shore uh Turis and haas they've got to get two players out of those four who can play and right now, they're not getting anyone in that group other than brief uh, bursts from, from Devon Shore, who's getting the job done. So major, major problem, Bob. And it, it, if those four players can't solve it, they're going to have to make a trade because that's just... It's absolutely discouraging. The Oilers get a lead, and slowly, well, the third line gives up a goal. The fourth line gives up a goal. It's been the story of most of their games. That it's it's it must be driving the coach a little bit uh, batty. Uh,
0: has it impacted you know the the pairing of Bear and Nurse play a lot with McDavid roughly, I believe, 45 47% of their time with those guys. Has it affected our ability to assess and judge the other defensemen based on some of the challenges in the bottom six? And I'm going to circle back to Adam Larson here. If
2: you're using plus-minus, or plus-minus goals to rate the defenseman. Yeah. you've absolutely got to look at who they're out on the ice with. So if you're out on the ice with the third and the fourth line a lot, as as opposed to McDavid and or the dry side of lines, that's absolutely going to affect your numbers in that regard. Your numbers are going to be caved in by playing with the third or fourth line if you've played with them more than if you've played with McDavid. I mean, Bear and, bears plus seven. And I wouldn't say that he's been that much better than adam larson i don't know if he's been better than adam larson at all Uh, he had his struggles he was benched a game uh barry he's played better recently since then but um you know larson has he's he hasn't made a lot of errors but the ones he has made just by chance really have ended up in the back of the net and again that makes a huge impression on our perception of the player i don't i think adam larson's been rounding into shape after a really rough first game and has played pretty solid hockey so I, i i know a lot of people were negative about him but I'm not in that camp. I I think... I think he offers something to the Oilers that if they didn't have Adam Larson, they would need someone like him—a big, strong defenseman with a heavy stick who can shut down the cycle. Uh, it's a—it's uh, a very important quality. So, yeah, I, I think he's been getting the job done. As, as, you know, I would rate him about at even strength, similar to Ethan Bear.
0: Yeah. By the way, as you know, last night uh, Dash three for both uh, Bear and Erschak games, so they went from yeah plus seven, dropped <laughs> down a plus uh, uh, four. four. Is, is there game, fair enough? Is there a forward in the bottom six that should be playing?
2: Well, I don't know why Chase On isn't playing because the last time we saw him uh, against Toronto, that fourth line was really good. It might have been the Oilers' best line that night. I can't remember if it was the first or the second game against. It Toronto.
0: was the first. It was the first game.
2: Anyway, it was. I thought it was their best line. It was very effective. And I'm thinking, hey, the Oilers finally have a line that's that's functioning, that's working. It's just the fourth line, but it's really going strong. And uh, that was great to see. So I don't. Is he is he sick? Is he hurt? I don't know why he's not playing because he should be in the lineup. I mean, Patrick Russell is a good, decent player, but Chase On's a better. Player, so yeah, go back to that fourth line. Uh, what about what I would like to see? Sorry, David. What
0: about Nygaard? What are your thoughts on him?
2: He hasn't gotten much done on the attack, Bob, and um, but he he hasn't given up anything on defense. So I think he's a, that's the kind of go with him because you know he's got some, some potential to score so he can score there's 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 a number of players who they can cycle through those roles and see who's going to get it done but i have no problem at all with with nygaard playing i mean archibald hits and he kills penalties but he's pretty limited on the attack but you know I, i might also include him in the rotation of players who should come out now and then but again i'd like to see him on that fourth line because that fourth line worked and if you got a line that works stick
0: with it no chance Archibald comes out. I'm going to tell you that right yeah, now. I know. And for me, Nygaard, for me, ne- Nygaard, part of it's uh, four-checking. I just want to, you know, he gets in on the 4 and He can get in strip-box. Uh, quick couple thoughts on, in Yamamoto, a quiet game finally, because the first six or seven, he was really good. But, yes, the Pogliarvi, how excited are your followers and the people that read the Cult of Hockey on, on where Pulley Arby's already at. Like, you know, he, he wasn't great last night, but he wasn't bad. But the game before, he was, he helped drive things for McDavid and Nugent Hopkins out there five on five. You know, Bob, when he went to Finland, I think, and I, I I can't recall
2: the number, but I think we did a poll then, and and uh, of fans, like what they thought of yes, of Pulleyrv at that moment. And I think there was a there was a minority of about twenty, thirty percent of fans who were still in his corner, saying, yeah, it's, this is a good move for him. I support him doing that. And but most fans at Edmonton were really against puliarvi at that time. But he's totally turned that around and won people over. Um, and the, the the play, the game that he had in the first Winnipeg game against uh, against the Jets was just his best game as a pro hockey player, and so encouraging to see that he could. Fit right in and and add something to that line with his incredible forechecking, his wingspan, getting sticks on pucks, popping pucks, winning them, and 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 not fumbling the passes. Uh, his finishing ability, like if he had scored on that great setup from McDavid last night, people would have been through the roof. You know, this is the thing: can he? Does he have that high-level skill to become to score when he gets with McDavid and R and H? That's the question. But he does have to forecheck, defend and um, make passes, so maybe that's going to be enough to keep him there. And if he can start to finish some of those chances, he's going to stay there. So uh, people were thrilled. They should be thrilled. It's it's a really positive development.
0: Dave, we're in a lockdown right now. Total curveball for you. When the NHL brought the hub to Edmonton, we were not in anywhere near as uh, severe lockdowns as we are right now. Uh, what are your thoughts on the JPL uh, getting taken over to fly-in contestants for The Bachelorette or The Bachelor or whatever? Well, Bob, in in my household, I'm the one
2: who watches, watches those shows I love. I don't watch any other reality TV, but I watch The Bachelor and The Bachelor. Come uh, on, it. really? Seriously, I just think it's this weird, weird Social okay. experiment that that's I just find really interesting to watch, and maybe I'm kind of a romantic at heart too, so I like that part of it. But uh, it's it's this um, it was impo- it was really good for the NHL to come to the you know it helped the uh, the downtown hotel. Uh, the Marriott when the NHL came here this and, summer. And
0: some of the restaurants and that sort and of thing. Of, is but,
2: but this is much bigger. This is far bigger because they're going to show off Jasper. They're going to be going to Moline Canyon and to Marmot Basin and they're going every episode is going to show off a different aspect of Jasper uh, to millions and millions of Americans. So this is much bigger. In, in, in terms of promoting uh, Alberta, this, this is in some ways one of the most significant things that's ever happened. It's it's like when maybe Lady Di came here in the 1980s, uh, you know, because the British media comes and the, you get a, people get to see the province. But day, week after week after week, the most beautiful uh, vistas that they can find because they want to make the, it look good. They try to make the place look good. It's not like they're critical. They're going to try to make it the, like the, the sweetest, most beautiful place on earth. And Jasper is going to provide them with some pretty good vistas. So this is actually uh, massive for Alberta tourism. Uh do you know when they get here? I think it's um I think my wife was telling me February to May. Okay. is when they're here. So it's it's going to be cold when they're here. Uh it's not going to be warm in Jasper, but uh I was I was there uh in early November and uh went to Maligne Canyon and it's, it's magical. There it's beautiful in Jasper right now, so
0: uh, special shout out to Doug uh, McPhee and the folks in Jasper, and I was yeah we were we were, we were there in June uh, for a weekend. Uh, hey, we'll see how it all works out, and maybe by Family Day we might see uh, a little bit different handling of the situation currently, in terms of how severe some of the uh, shutdowns have been here in the province. David, thanks for your time. Thanks, Bob. Always great to talk to you. You bet. From the cult of hockey, that's David Staples. It's 120. 125-
1: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is
2: only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC.
0: Before when we come back, Brendan Escott will have our North Division report for Craig Hummel at REMAX Excellence. You're listening to Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chen. Welcome back everybody, 126 in Edmonton, Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you, we're going to go to our North Division Report, brought to you by Craig Hummel and REMAX Excellence, finding your dream home, listing your old home, it all starts at soldtodayedmonton.ca, find it, love it. Move in. Here's Brendan Escott. Well, the Oilers' next opponent, the Toronto Maple Leafs, still sitting atop the North Division. They've got eight games played, so 12 points there, 6-2-0, and uh, and winners of their last Three And uh, right behind them, Montreal is checking in with their 10 points. They were off. Still just six uh, games played for them. All on the road, by the way. And uh, they're doing just fine on their own. We've talked a lot about that. Oilers holding down the last playoff position, the fourth seed here, with their 3-5-0 record. They've got uh, six points, as does Vancouver. Uh, and at the bottom of things, I'm looking at Ottawa, Bob, and it's just uh, it's a bit of a... A worse situation than I think I envisioned, given all the offseason moves. They're winless in their last five—one, four, and one—with just three points in the North. AJ Jakovic out of Ottawa, is a friend of the show, has been talking about for a while on Twitter that the Sens went the wrong way. They needed to commit with their kids. Uh, you know, you take a look at it—they they trade uh, Mark Stone for Branscomb. He's not in the lineup. They got a couple of hammers playing Gabranson and Josh Brown. They got a tough team, uh, but they're not winning games. And Matt Murphy. George LaRock. What did George say? Don't sign Matt Murray. He gave up some ugly goals against the Canucks the other night. Uh, yeah, I can get this in. Uh, there's an old saying in the car business, cars cost less than with Tasquin, but outstanding customer service is key to business as well. Brent Ridge Ford, nine-time presence diamond award winner. For customer satisfaction, uh, most of uh, everybody that works at Brentridge Ford are Oilers fans. We'll keep that in mind. They do have a couple Flames fans working there as well. The year and event has been extended till the end of January. It's currently taking place down at Brentridge. So let Uncle Milt Rich johnny and the gang at Brentridge Ford. Lend a hand. You can reach them at one 877 or visit we will tell you uh, there's a connection to Brent Ridge, to the Red Deer Rebels as well. We might have some information uh, coming up here in the next couple days. And we're going to have, I believe on Friday, uh, Kurt Hill to talk about a couple of moves that the Emerson Oil Kings uh, uh, made. And we'll see whether or not uh, there is a form of a return to play at some point for the WHL as well. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Kevin Robertson. And when we come back and order us now for friends at Legacy Heating and Cooling,